Adversity, bring it. The struggle, we welcome it. Snooze on life, never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perella, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 121. If you're rocking with us bright and early in the morning on release day, we just want to say thank you guys for your support. If you're listening five years from now, Mike, I think we could thank them too. I'm in the booth with the best three in the game, Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the body Regina. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit hard for us to get back in the rhythm right now, right? We don't have to fake this. Mike and I and CV, we're having some serious conversations off air. Uh, So if you look at Mike's face when CV uh, clicks that camera over, you're going to see it's not your typical Mike face. (laughs) A lot of lack of sleep, too. Okay, all right. A lot of lack of sleep. Good, good. So that's added in there. Didn't get the work in prior to the, the convo today. But I've gotten the full workout the last two days, and I'm a little bit of a roll. Are you talking about the mental workout that I just put you through or the actual physical, physical workout? I don't know if you saw, but I was putting up 295 pretty easy. You did. You did. It was a 295 on a string, if you will. But I do feel like a couple months ago you were pressing. 335. Yeah. So what's going on? Uh, when you do a cut and you get down to 10%, <laughs> I don't know if you've done it. You- <laughs> uh, sometimes you sacrifice a little strength. Okay. All right. I, 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 was, uh, I took a scoop and a half for pre. Ooh. Um, and so what I'm doing lately is I do a full scoop, drink hit 30 minutes, sometimes as I'm dropping <laughs> Livy off. Okay. So then when I get home, it's starting to hit. You start that, that itchy tingling. Yes, yes. And the ears and start you, going. Let's uh, go. Then I'll take a half a scoop <laughs> yeah. and mix it into my uh, my spray water bottle and mix that with water so that I'm getting a constant hit of it okay. during the workout. All right, I like that. And because of that, I got fired up. I started texting AC saying, AC, we got to go lower on the reps and higher on the weight, baby. Okay. And I sent him a picture of himself and I said, I'm going to look like this guy. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's but, motivating. Yeah, I told him I want to bench 400. That's my next like okay. thing I want to do. All right. I'm, you know, I'm here for the support. Not that anyone really cares, but it's, <laughs> it's you know, be, like that's an old goal. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, if we were in high school, we'd be like, oh my God, for yes, But now, yes. like, everyone's like, who gives a shit? Right. But for me, it'd be fun to try to work to it. Yeah. Because to get there, my body's going to have to change as far as like being more dense and more of a Mike Tyson esque Iron Mike look. That's that's a good word to describe you. Dense. I'm pretty dense. Dense. In all facets. I got no legs. I'm working on those. <laughs> um, a funny guy. A lot man. of steps lately, though. A lot of bouncing around uh, G. She's been great, sleeping a lot. Good. Livy, not so much. I know. Last night, she gave us a 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Mm. G was briefly up at 4, a golden child, then back up at 6. And her new thing is, Daddy, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Daddy, wake up. And then we were up. And then Dana came down and... uh yeah, me and her were zombies. Yeah, days, th- those those are the worst days where um, I had one of those just the other day. It was a 12 o'clock wake up. She falls back asleep. Chance, dude. And he's been oh, doing this to me. I haven't heard Chance in a I minute. Mean, How one, is Chance? Uh, he's getting old, man. He's 13. Um, he's, he's kicking. I mean, his legs hurt. You know, he, he definitely has. Um, back that? in the day, he actually like tore one of his. I guess it'd be equivalent to, to like your um, ACL? ACL or MCL. But the percentage of him recovering fully was only 50% and it was like 10 grand. I'm like, Oh, sorry, buddy. Like, I'm not taking that. So, you know, he did a lot of rehab and stuff and he's good, but I mean, he's 13 years old. Um, he still goes up and down the stairs a little slow, but, um, I think Callie keeps him, keeps him young. So then he say. wakes up at one 30 to go to the bathroom. Callie gets up at three, then four 30. And then from four 30 on, it's just like, you can't, you I know. forgot about like when Petey it's gets tough. up, oh. when they're the two kids are sleeping good and then Petey gets you up to go to the bathroom, you want to kill him. <laughs> yeah, come and on. It's not his fault. Right. I he know. It's no attention. And that that's the thing though. In that moment, you want to be like, you know, kick him or something. Yeah. Uh, but then you feel bad. I'm like, oh, he's an old man. I mean, what's 13 times seven CV? That's a lot. <laughs> he's old, man. No, you know 37, 7, 70, it, 91. Yeah, he's old. So so somewhere between 70 and 91 years no, old. No, it's 91. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's an old man, you know, but he's uh, that's that's my best friend. For those of you guys who don't know, he's tattooed on my chest forever. So 
Um, is it forever you're gonna cover him up with your next album? No, no, no. I don't know if I can get. I don't know if I can get another one after that. Or with me. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I know those. Listen, uh, the struggle. Like, subscribe, sleep. and if you are our uh, a thousandth subscriber, Dave's gonna get you tattooed on his Ooh, body somewhere. Name, I am. You know what? I'm not lying. I might get the No Snooze logo tattooed on me. I'm serious, you know? Where are you going to get tatted? Right I don't know. Right the eye? Right <laughs> Just, Just two no snooze. So then when your um, eyes are No, drooping. I mean, honestly, it just... it. The logo means a lot to me, you know. It's it's been a it's been a fun ride, and regardless of you know even where this goes, it, it's become a um uh, a mindset and a lifestyle, something that I would always be reminded of, regardless. Um, and I see it everywhere I go. Yeah. I mean, this logo is already tattooed on my on my brain. In your brain, uh, I'd like to. I mean, obviously we're parts of it, but you are Mister No Snooze. Like when someone says No Snooze, they think Dave Regina. No, 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 a hundred percent. No. I don't think so. Um, right, well, my golf game was it was a little snoozy. Yeah, so you golfed. Uh, yeah, it was a little snoozy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so dad, um, you know, he owns a, a local business in in Rye. Give him a little shout out. A shout out, Mike Michael Regina Agency. It's it's a genius name, Michael Regina Agency through Farmers. Um, all your insurance needs, you know. So he sponsors, um, you the know, no a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of uh, golf tournaments. Shit, the podcast would be a lot cheaper than what he pays for these things. Yeah. Um, you know, so he uh, he sponsors these these great events. Uh, he's, he's done probably like ten of them this year. But you know, every now and then he'll he'll call Maddie and I, and uh, we had a nice foursome. But it's not a good time when Matt and I are the best golfers. I'll tell yeah, you that. Tough. Uh, my right side is a it's a little sore, but I had some nice drives. It was fun. Um, the cause was for MS, which uh, you know more and more people that you I guess as you go through life, I never really knew what it was. Um, but it, it basically attacks the central nervous system and uh, causes, you know, a whole bunch of ailments throughout the body. And, um, you know, the numbers were pretty, pretty alarming in, in terms of the statistics. And it's very rare still. But the amount of research that's being done, um, hopefully in the future, can, um, I guess, subside this, you know, uh, MS. But they raised one point two million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, there were some big time corporations. Um, but it's just a, a good cause. So, you know, when you're out on the golf course, you're drinking beers, you're having a good time and it's for a good cause. I mean, there's nothing, nothing really better. You know, I have to be honest. I haven't enjoyed golfing in a long time. Every time I go, I, I, I'm so bad now cause I don't play often <laughs> right. that I, I don't want to play. I want to hang out, but I don't want to play. And I feel bad because it's written all over my face. Cause I'm like, this is not fun. For me. I will say golfers are extremely mentally tough. Because the amount of focus, I mean, it could have been the 12 beers I had, but the amount of focus you have to have on every shot, like we played in a scramble. And for those of you who don't know what a scramble is, you basically get four guys that hit off the tee and then you get to take the best shot of those four and then you play your best ball the entire way. So, you know, guys score really well when you have good golfers, um, but the the capacity that you have to have in your brain to stay in the game for 18 holes. It's a long time. It's a lot. You know, and when you're doing that on a competitive level, that's no joke. Yeah. And they're just hitting bomb after bomb after bomb. I mean, you think about like Tiger and these guys, it's insane. That's one of those sports that I feel like as you get better, the more you enjoy it. So yeah. you got to get over that hump. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm punting that until I'm at least older. And <laughs> I'm have, punting that. Until I have a simulator. Right, right. Yeah. I just yeah. don't enjoy doing activities where I'm not good at it. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's why I, I didn't lift for a long time because I wasn't good at it anymore. I get yeah. it. I get it. And when I'm not good at things, I don't like it either. I'm not going to lie. But you got to start you know? somewhere, which it's yeah. like a mind. Um, my boy, Boyage, Adam Boyage, and got married this at a weekend, wedding, right? yeah. went to Chicago. Uh, shout out Westchester Airport. I mean, we did get delayed and have to go to LaGuardia, but <laughs> flying in to Westchester was incredible. We were home in like five minutes. That's awesome. So nice. Is it windy? It's the windy city. It was pretty okay. cold. It was like if it was 70 here, it was probably 55, 60 there. Um, but depending on what side of the street with the shadows, uh, it's a lot colder. So I loved it. We did. We only the real time we had to explore was right when we got there. So we checked in. We went right out and we went to the Riverwalk, the Bean uh, Riverwalk is basically two sides in a river. And then there's all like shops and restaurants along. It looked like it was a blast. There's breweries everywhere, restaurants. Uh, people all over the place. It was quiet. Like there wasn't a lot of cabs beeping or mm -hmm. I don't even know if they have cabs. Um, then we went to Lou Malinati's or it's for the deep dish. Some Jewish Hot guy. take. I liked deep dish 0%. Really? I thought it was 
an insult to ever compare Chicago to New York style pizza. Really? You heard and it you, first. You know pizza. I don't. I would <laughs> say one I thing. know it. In my opinion, Michael, you know it, pizza. I never understood why people are like it's not pizza. It's not pizza. It's a pie crust. I mean, I, I got to try more yeah. if I go back. Yeah. But I, it was kind of a letdown. I was kind of sad about it because that was my one food item right. not involved in the wedding that I was going to go try in Chicago, and I was like, eh, it's all right. Um, when I go back with Dana, want to go to a steakhouse because I'm known for steak. I, there was one where you can smoke cigars and have a steak. Oh. I don't know if it was Dick's Steakhouse. Sounds amazing. About the wedding, Armenians know how to party, okay? It was a traditional Armenian wedding, which basically they throw two weddings. The first night is oh, the wow. welcome party, where it was basically a wedding Banger. at the Armenian church, and they had like a polka Armenian you, band. You're saying Armenian. Armenian. Is that how you say it? Yes. It's not Armenian? No, Armenian. Really? Listen. Fun fact. I'm half now after that weekend. All right. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So every, all the foods like Mediterranean is delicious. All the dances. Like pita hummus. Pita like hummus. Olives. Hummus. Hummus. Uh, kebab. Yes. Kebab. You say yes, like that. yes. Yes. Delicious. Every dance, all the songs, nothing was in English. All the songs sounded very similar. And are they like, ha, ha, they hold ha, hands. Ha, 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 Every ha, song had ha, like a dance. Ha, ha. Yes. Which Dana loved because it gave you like structure so yep. she could like learn the dances. Right, right. And, there you go. Yes. Um, so uh, first night I was getting my bearings with the dances because you have to hold each other by the pinkies. So if you're not doing it and you're going left or going right, okay. you're like yeah. hurting the other people. Yeah. It's tough. Okay. So first night I was getting my bearings, did a couple dances, right? The easy ones, like clap and run by each other in a couple steps. <laughs> clap, run by each other. Then the wedding night came, right? And I told Adam, I said, listen, I'm going to be more Armenian than your Armenian friends tonight in those dance lines. And I want to let the uh, brothers of the bride know tomorrow that... They were tremendous, by the way. The two the, younger brothers. You're saying tomorrow or the tomorrow's name, the uh, hell his, his name tomorrow. Gotcha. Tomorrow, okay. and her brothers were like very good. They whistle loud, like which is an Armenian thing when people are ha like during dances to like hype people up. Okay, they throw money like Greek people. Singles, no? okay, hilarious. All right, uh, but day two, I'm not exaggerating. I grabbed. I was in between <laughs> the brother of the bride the other brother of the bride and then as far as the i can see armenians around me i wasn't in the american part <laughs> i was in the armenian part and we were doing these like hops and spit. my feet and knees are killing me still <laughs> the cardio and each minute each song is five minutes long yeah okay, okay you do five dances that's 25 minute workout that's a lot. i i run for 20 <laughs> right? and you only run a half a mile in and 20 i'm running minutes. at a four you know i'm, I'm not running at a right. fast one and your pinkies are being tied up here so this is like this is serious workout i have to say on the levels of fun weddings this was at the top of the list because i didn't really i knew kind of what to expect but i didn't know how i was going to enjoy yep. it it was so fun because it, and then they were doing 30 minutes Armenian, 30 minute American. So you're like in the structured line and all of a sudden Mike Jack comes on and you're throwing a little dice move. Okay. Amazing. I love a it. lot of fun. I can't wait to go back to Chicago. It might be my new favorite city. Wow. That's New York, I love. Chicago just seemed like it was digested. Like I, you could see things. The buildings were farther apart. You could like walk and not run into people. You weren't people weren't dressed like crazy. Mike Pirelli's Chicago real estate. Maybe? I might move. I might you know? pack it all in after <laughs> I announce I'm going on my own and going to Chicago. <laughs> there you go. No, that's awesome. Have uh, you been? Con yes, I have. But congratulations to uh, Adam and his wife Tamar. Tamar. Right? Yes. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying because they throw a little like accent in there. Yeah. But great time, great families. The the, the dad of Tamar, dad of the bride, tried to convince me to slip his phone in Adam's pocket. So he could call him during the wedding. Oh, he was successful in doing it without him noticing and was going to do it. I didn't have the balls to tell Adam because I didn't want the father to get mad at me. Oh. So I made Mike Giuliano go up to Adam and take and it out. Did it? He was going to do it. Oh. And we asked the kids and we're like, has he done it? And they go, that's his thing. He's done it three times before. And you screwed it up. Do, well, I'm not going to let him call. <laughs> well, I didn't. We see it. where your loyalty is. But anyway. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's awesome. Um, now I don't even want to tell you what I was gonna bring up next. But you a boring. No, well, no, not not a, not boring. Um, but while I was on the uh, golf course yesterday, I got a call, and um, you know, the topic that Mike and I are gonna touch on is is timing, and you're talking about wedding, so it kind of like ties in, but in a sad way. So one of my great mentors, um, his name is Michael Bump Walsh, right? And they called him Bump because he's you know missing a. Uh, a thumb, 
right? So they call him Bump. <laughs> um, young, I mean, young guy, middle age, well, middle aged guy, worked, uh, you know, for the county for over 30 years, um, ends up passing away. So I get the phone call yesterday uh, from a very good friend of mine, Mike Broder, CV, you know, Mike. And, um, you know, it, it, he was sick, but nobody was really expecting it to happen that quick. Um, so he ends up passing away and talk about timing. His daughter is getting married on Saturday. Oh, right. I mean, like, and then when you think about that, so Mike gives me the, the, that news right before I get on the golf course. And I was like, one, I used to play golf with Bump a lot. Like we, we actually used to play on the county courses a whole bunch of times. So it was a fun thing. So I said, well, hopefully I can hit one straight for him. And I ended up hitting pretty good. So like it was nice. But then also throughout the whole round, I'm thinking of like, Whatever you're going through at that time is not as bad as what, you know, somebody else is is going through. Imagine this poor family that now has to have a wedding. And what do you really do? Like at this point, you can't cancel a it's wedding so seven days. Yeah. Like yeah. seven days prior. It's almost like you have to have the party regardless. It's going to be an emotional wedding. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, And just a sad, sad time, man. So rest in peace, Mike Walsh. Have you watched uh, the but, Redeem team? No. Oh, yes. Fire. I did. Dude. I did. I know. But Fire. the Kobe parts. Mm hmm were so tough to watch. That was tough to watch. Yes, absolutely. So uh, if you haven't seen, I'll be the. Uh, I'll tell you where to go watch your Spoiler. latest. Your latest. It's a documentary, right? Yeah, documentary. Great documentary. The Redeem Team is basically the USA basketball team that uh, was trying to redeem themselves from years prior because after the Dream Team with Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. All of the greats. John Stockton. John Stockton. That's true. Carl Malone. True. Yes, sir. Um, all of the greats of that era, USA basketball was always at the top, right? Um, and that was when they were the dream team. Then, I guess for whatever reason, US, we took our foot off the gas um, and we were sending college players, right? We were, we were sending college players. Then that's how I guess the dream team came about. So then uh, we started losing games. You know, we were losing to, uh, we lost to Puerto Rico, we lost to Germany, we lost to France. And I guess it was unacceptable for the United States to be losing games because we were always so dominant in basketball. And then we drafted up the Redeem team. And this documentary highlights uh, the players on that team, which included Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, name them, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, um, all of the players, I guess, of the age range that we kind of know now. Yeah. Um, but it was a great documentary. But to Mike's point... LeBron specifically and Kobe had a lot of conversations that were going on that were very lighthearted conversations. They showed a little birthday celebration for Kobe Bryant, which was a, a nice, beautiful thing. But it's just sad oh, when he was holding his daughter. Oof. Well, now having a daughter oh, and then you tough. think about how he went out. Like, I always think he lived a full life, like more than a lot of people will live that yeah. live longer. But his daughter didn't have the opportunity, Yes, which is so hard to think about is like. She didn't even have the opportunity to go do yes. all the stuff that he was. At, so it's tough. It's tough to watch. I was like, I was on the plane. Like, I don't know if I can finish this. Yeah. And thankfully it ended. Yeah. What's the name started when he was <clears throat> talking about him? The, uh, the announcer. Oh, yes. Oh, oh and he started really, getting yes. emotional. I was like, oh, geez. Yes. When someone gets emotional about and I'm like something. locked yes. in a movie, I'm like, and I just start looking around. Someone's cutting to, onions. Yeah. I know. I know. But anyway, not um, to get morbid. Yeah, but no. What I took from it was that he, he just like put on a blistering pace and I wonder if he had this thing in the back of his head where he like was like my time's limited for some mm -hmm. reason. Yeah. You, like you some, know. I always think about that mm -hmm. and I think that way. So and that's why he like went so hard. Yeah. Right. But it makes sense. He, I yeah. mean, he did everything he wanted to do and obviously want to see your kids grow up, but right. wild. Um, and then also, so this past, this past weekend, um, and, you know, we like to come with real topics that kind of happen, you know, or, or, or at that least timely, our, right. That are timely. Nice. No pun intended. Um, is that a pun? Is that a pun? I don't know. That is a pun, right? Okay. I thought it was and a it, literal. And it was, that, yes. There's a pun intended. <laughs> um, does anybody say that? No, I don't think so. But so we go back and forth on topics that like are very relevant in that time of our life. So the other day I am driving casual. 2.45 in the morning in New York City, right? Um, <laughs> like I said, casual, 2.45 a.m. Um, I'm leaving a spot for my buddy's birthday. Thank God I wasn't, you know, drinking. I had a couple early on, but like I was fully functional to drive. Thank God. And nowadays, more than ever, you have to think about that, especially as a, as a father, right? So I go to make this left. Um, boom, NYPD. It, 
sirens go off and i'm like oh boy i get shook you know i have the windows tinted you know they saw, probably saw the free starbucks in there like i'm like these guys are gonna target me whatever you're in the flexes uh, yeah i'm in the flexes i had like three people in the car with me um she comes up and she's like i'm officer erica blah 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 blah, blah. um this transaction is being recorded and i said no problem what'd you pull me over for she's like well can you pull these window uh, you know put these dark windows down so i i pulled it down another guy comes up on the right I mean, and I'm nervous, you know, like any transaction with police interaction. And I mean, well, yeah, any interaction, transaction, whatever. For whatever reason, I come from a family of law enforcement officers. Yeah. You still get nervous with like the lights and stuff. And I've never been like at racially profiled or anything like that. You know what I mean? But still, it's a nerve wracking like experience. Yeah. But also, I understand they're pulling over a car late at night, dark tinted window. So they're probably on defense, too. Thank God. Davy deals. Right. I have a uh, Secret Service badge in my in my uh, in my wallet. So I give her after she's done with her like little recording message that she was recording with the body cam. Um, you know, I said, what did you pull me over for? And she said, well, we're monitoring this left. Uh, but, you know, we believe that you made this left uh, when the light changed. I said, well, I absolutely did not make the left. I know when the light is green, I can go. And when it's red, I stop. So because it was green, I made the left, but no problem. Um, so she's like, can I have your license and registration, please? And I, I'm saying it in a funny way, but I was super respectful the entire time. Uh, so I give her the badge with my uh, ID. She literally just looks at me and she was like, you have a very nice day, sir. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. That's not the timing piece of the story, right? Then we're driving home now. So I got lucky on that. Driving home, an article comes out and it says shortly before 3 a.m. on the same block that we were on, 45 shots go off, one man killed, a guy is walking down the street right outside the spot we were, walking down the street with an open firearm. Jesus. And the shots go crazy. 45 shots. Talk about timing. It's wild. Right? And then we were all like, I mean, we're thanking God. Like, this is crazy, blah, blah. So when I was thinking about timing, I didn't want to give you the story over the phone. Yeah. Um, but that was the thing that was really in my mind. Because, like, I mean, you're talking a matter of minutes in the same location, which is, like, just bizarre. And I think things like that happen all the time um, in terms of, like, timing. You know, like, people get rich off the the stock market in terms of their, their timing. People get rich off real estate in terms of timing. But, like, sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's really hard work. Sometimes it's a mix of the two. So I want to have a conversation with you about like just timing in general. But crazy yeah. story, right? It's wild. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, when you said the topic, the first thing I thought about was just how in general I've come to realize there's no good timing on things and stuff happens when it needs to happen and you just have to embrace it rather than fight it. Now, do you think though there is um, the right time for things ever? Um. Yeah, I think there's the right time as far as like this is, although it's a hard timing, mm -hmm. not ideal timing, it's the right time. You know, like, yes, it would have been easier to leave my company after the kids are older. Right. Right. Versus having a two month old, putting mm -hmm. extra pressure on everything. You know, we're going into a holiday season, the market's tanking, like all these things yes. are pointing you towards it'd be easier mm -hmm. to time this in a year. But in my thought, I'm like, this is the right timing. Everything is lined up yes. to give me an opportunity to part ways and go do my own thing. So I think, yes, there's the right timing in a lot of things. But I also think if it's meant to be, you'll make it happen. And a lot of people get caught up in like just making the decision of things. Right. Uh, no, good point. I do think, you know me, the big science, you know, the little process, process I don't, here. I don't believe in trying to time things, though. Okay, Dude, that's a good one. But Does you, you said, yes, you said that like things align. And the first thing that I thought about is like, I do believe that if you're trying to find the right timing on things, you do have to look at the circumstance that's around you, right? And the first thing is like context. I think you have to find the right context. And what I mean by that is like, if you want to raise... Right. You going to ask your boss for a raise because your coworker got a raise. Bad context. Right. Like it. That's not in your favor to ask for that raise. But if you're like, hey, listen, I just smashed the past six months of uh, the sales goals by 30 percent. Like that's good context that contributes to your favor to add to the timing. Now pair that with how your boss is feeling and all that stuff, but you're at least having context. So when you were saying alignment um, with some of the things that are around you, that's kind of where my brain was. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's a, Timing is everything. Right. I mean, with everything and anything, it's when you ask for something, you know, I know 
when we don't sleep, now I know not to try to be like, hey, do you mind taking the bait? Because I'm, a, you know, like yep. you're more irritable. Every you got to recognize when people are more irritable. With me, if someone asks me something like first thing in the morning after I'm stressed, all this stuff, I'm a lot more likely to not give the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, especially in real estate, timing is literally everything. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It is everything, but my thought also is time it's in. Nothing. I thought you were going to say it's everything, but it's nothing. It's important to try to time things and have good timing. But I also come from the belief that if you have a long enough time period, mm. timing's less important. Mm. Right? So, like, if you plan on having a property and your plan's never to sell, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you could try to time the market and the timing might be good when the market crashes. But even if you pay it an extra 10%, if it's going to be 50% in the future, appreciate who gives a shit. Right. right? Yeah. So like why stress over that little nuance, right? Yeah. Um so that's something I I feel like stuff happens in my life and I'm able to see things like even reading books. I come on these like I come on to these books that I've I've read in the past and I revisit them and I read something and it really hits because of where I am mentally, emotionally mm-hmm. in my life and my trajectory and it has such a different effect than it did two years ago. Yes. Right. Or I have a conversation with someone and I'm at this point where I'm stressed about, you know, uh, for example, I saw Adam Boyaj, chances of me seeing Adam Boyajan's dad this weekend were high because I was going for his wedding, but I never see him. And he was one of the first people that when I started all my entrepreneurial things would give us advice and I'd listen. So he was asking me about the new company and he's like, what's your strategy for this? What's your strategy for that? And we had a good conversation. And then he said something that resonated. He said, you know, what I do is I try to make myself always available. And I'm not saying available and having an hour conversation, but answering phones. Hey, listen, you know, I'm with the kids. It's his wedding day. I'll give you a call tomorrow. Hope all is well. Right? I'm like, oh, like I usually send people to voicemail if I don't have the um, info. Mm. But now... I'm trying to build out, I'm starting from scratch again, building out the book of business under my reputation. So like, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to answer the phone. If it's spam, just hang up. Yep. Right. But that was like a timing thing where I'm like, I've never even had a second thought of changing that strategy. And because I spoke to you, I think it's, there's a reason you talk to me about this. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And it's a fire, uh, fire advice right there i mean you know it, but so often you if you're about. busy no no if you're busy family and, too right like yeah. if dana calls like yes i can be like hey like excuse me i'm answering hey uh i'm in an appointment i'll call you right back right that is such a better interaction than no answer right right mm-hmm. if you call you know i some of my good friends have given me a hard time because i'm not available usually during mm-hmm. the day so yeah it's not that hard to answer quick and hang up especially when you're building your own business that's that's genius but i think even for you in in general like uh i i believe you're hitting it at the right time when it comes to your context it's not like you just um you know said well i don't really know what i want to do with my life i don't like my job so like i'm gonna go out on my own it's like no so that would that would be bad context as an entrepreneur right like good context is exactly what mike pirelli greenwich real estate go follow is uh (laughs) is, is what he did um he studied the market he learned the market um you know you didn't take like just a leap of faith i think there's a uh, a certain level of faith that comes along with the leap, but there was a lot of intentional action behind it, uh, which, you know, as I was thinking about the timing, I, I believe that that type of stuff is in your favor. We wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code no snooze 30. Again, that's no snooze 30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. The second thing that I think like a lot of people, what we need to reduce is friction in our lives when it comes to looking at the timing of things. Right. And uh, friction is basically anything that's that's like against what it is that you're trying to do. Right. Whether it's like, you know, a competitor or it could be, um, you know, somebody in your life that just doesn't believe in what you're doing. Right. So the way I kind of broke it down was I was thinking of like positions. So you have like your backers and your blockers. 
right? Look at that analogy. Backers are people who are like, you know, supportive of you. Those are the people you can go to that are like, listen, I'm going out on this journey. Like, you know, I have, you have complete support from the people that back you. Those are the backers. And then you have the blockers, the people who are the negative Nancys that, you know, when you talk about Greenwich, Connecticut, they're like, oh my God, it's completely out of my price range. Or it's just, they don't, they're not maybe intentionally blocking what you're trying to do, but more often than not, you run into those blockers, right? And being able to identify how many blockers that you have versus the backers is something that as you're trying to find the right timing, if everybody around you is a blocker, then it's probably not the right time to take that leap, right? And it's not just in um, in uh, relationships. It could also be the market, right? Is the market blocking you at this moment? Like yeah. there's certain factors that I think you need to as an entrepreneur or just a, a human being in general, you have to identify that friction and then try to reduce it as much as possible. So I agree with that. I think a lot of it comes down to the attitude and you can't control everyone else's attitude towards mm-hmm. what you're trying to do and the timing that you're trying to implement, mm-hmm. but you can control your lens and your attitude towards your timing. So mm-hmm. I got in a rut of looking at like nothing timing wise is going in our favor. Uh, you know, just had kids, market, the rates are going up. My company's calling me and we've had a week of negotiations and I'm a month in of having a baby, right? So that's like the negative attitude I had towards the timing of my situation. Then I kind of had like a moment of clarity where I'm like, all right, let me look at this from a non-emotional, let's look at the facts. You had two kids, right? You're only going to get more busy. So in theory, you're less busy than you would be in a year, Mm -hmm. right? In theory. Um, So that's good. So right now I'm going to be the least busy I'll probably ever be. Market's going down. Not a bad thing. If you're going to be setting up your uh, best practices, your new company, you don't want to be just running like a madman like it had the last three years, right? Pretty good. If the market's correcting and rates are going up, usually that's a time where people fly to quality. So not the average agent. My new terminology is going to be called not another real estate agent because I have this whole thing going around. But anyway, you the average agent you know is out of the business in a year. Like 90% don't make it five years or 87% don't make it five years. So in this past market, people can join and sell a house immediately because there's real no skill. Mm -hmm. There was a million offers. You get it somewhat close pricing wise. You're selling the property, right? You you don't have to do inspections. There's no financing. It's literally the easiest deal you could do if you don't F it up by being just out there crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good. Now people are going to be reevaluating their buys and whatnot. So like when I went back over the bad timing, I actually realized it's really good timing. And if it's really good timing, then when I rationalize that to myself, then I really want to work hard to take advantage of good timing. Good timing. Versus your your attitude is bad timing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to survive. Mm. Whereas if you're like, it's good timing, it's time to put your foot on the pedal. Right? So like I found myself in this negative mind space and you can blame it on the lack of sleep. You can blame it on the, the stress. You can blame it on everything. But it came down to my just attitude. Then when the lens started to shift and I got a little ahead of my bad attitude, then I'm really looking. I'm like, man, like this is perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be one of the only boutique firms in town left because during this, like everyone got bought up. Yep. Right. And I'm like, ah, oh, like this is it. Everyone's tired. There's three years of people working their ass off, getting fat and happy, people retiring. People retired because they made so much money. There was real estate agents who made $20 million, $5 million, $1 million and said, I'm good. So like if there's all these things, then I'm like, if I can come out hot this bad, this tough year, Mm -hmm. this is the time where you take over the market. So it was all like, I don't think there's, I've been flip-flopping this whole time. I believe in timing, but I also believe in in you can will good timing. Yes. Right? Yep. Like you can rationalize to yourself like, it's hard but it's good timing. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree 100%. Um, and what is good timing? Good timing is just you could look back retroactively, hindsight's twenty twenty, yep. and rationalize to yourself that's why it was good timing. You don't know in the moment. Mm-hmm. No. Right? Yep. I mean, there's certain factors, I think, like we're 
talking about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You think well, but, well, but well you can prove explained. yourself right. And the way that I'm I'm even hearing that ties in with um you know my next little thing about staying flexible and then aligning your goals with the environment, the yeah, current don't environment. Fight the right, you're against the current. Yeah. So I, I think like goals in general are never a straight line. You're gonna have your your. What, give me a word. Your your ebbs and flows. Ebbs and flows. That's what I was. You see what I'm saying? That's why. That's my that's guy. The three cups of coffee. Uh, that's right. And the scoop and a half of pre. No, not um, today. When I get home. I'm <laughs> but yeah, the, I mean, there's ebbs and flows. There's there's ditches. There's uh, hills. There's mountains. There's like never this line that like you're just gonna take this leap and then it's, everything's just gonna work out, right? I know this like podcast. It's uh, something that I listen to. It's on the top of my list. Um, it's called the No Snooze Podcast, right? And like, um, subscribe. <laughs> no snooze shop. But literally think. About about that during a time where we actually came out of the gate and I believe our first episode dropped one six 2020 right and that oh, somewhere yeah, around right there before. literally COVID hits 315 2020 right around March right it could have been very easily uh, it, we could have very easily not gone the route that we went because there was a couple of weeks that we were like, whoa, like, you know, maybe we shouldn't meet up this week. Maybe we shouldn't do this. And then the Zoom era came along and, you know, the brains behind uh, all of the, the no snoozery that goes on is Claudio Valenzuela said, you know what, we could just, you know, get two mics in, um, you know, and we'll just have a conversation and then we'll edit that and we'll put it up. So it allowed us to keep moving forward during a time that literally the world stopped. Right, and I wouldn't have had the time initially if we didn't. Wives are pregnant. There was a lot going we had, on, but we were home, which made it a little easier to focus on getting this going. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the market picked up again, we at least had a flow. But I think that's perspective, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we could have easily chose the perspective and the route of like, ah, this timing is not good. Yep. Like we're not going this route. Whereas we actually did the opposite, and we were like, no, let's utilize our resources, which is yep. something like I'll talk about next. But the resources were available to us, and even though the environment was in a situation of like, you know, yeah, it's not safe to go outside. You're going to catch, you know, the monkey pox or whatever's next. Um, we were just like, all right, well, we'll find a way to do it. And I think because we already had the skill set and, and um, I guess the the um, flow of what we were doing for the past two months prior, we were like, no, let's just keep this going because we didn't want to stop. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't be a new podcast and then just get out of the game like so, three episodes. Fun fact, too. Tell Mike saying you was dropped the week after COVID hit. So we had two in the hopper. We almost didn't even put out the show. Well, I had a conversation with Chris. I'm like, listen, restaurants are not doing well. So I don't know if this is the right time mm. to put this out. And then after talking with him and just kind of thinking it and like in the big perspective, I'm like, well, now's the time, if ever, we need to support and try this. Well, that's a good thought process to have. How do you think you had that thought process? What? With no snooze. No, 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 I'm being serious. I'm asking a real question. How do you think you had that? Because I think that's the that's the problem. What? Right? Like most people would be like, well, no, it's not in my favor. So what made you think? I said, so the thing that I've been repeating in my head is like, it's not helping anyone not being public. So like, or not getting out there, right? Whenever I do something and I'm not going to put it out, I'm like, what's the downside in putting it out? No one sees it. Then it's the same as if, what's the upside? People see it and they like it. So I'm like, yeah, put it out. Um, mailers, right? I have all these stamps that I bought, $500 worth of stamps, and I'm sending a ton of mailers. And every time I look at the stamps, I'm like, they're doing no good sitting on my desk. Send out more mailers. What's the downside? No one sees them, but at least they're not on my desk. <laughs> right, right. I spent the money. Gotcha. F it. Yeah, but I think that's a skill, man. That's, um, that's definitely a skill. But so it's funny. That whole situation, so no snooze. People are home. People probably have gravitated towards us because they've been in a little more of a funk than right past exactly right we yep. as well i mean i know it's helped me um tell mike saying you it's something that people are new to town can really embrace i didn't know all of new york was gonna move to greenwich now all of our fans are from new york so like if we never put it out i can't look back and be like this was perfect timing mm-hmm. for something like this right but in the beginning of it you don't think it's good timing because yep. you're like oh man like the world's shifting mm-hmm. so um the thing that I'm thinking about now as far as timing for like the family life and, and uh, routine, I used to get a lot done between four and nine and, you know, call it seven and 10. Now I'm lucky if I get nine to 11 on the back end and I just can't get anything done between four and at least for now. Mm-hmm. So I had to really think like, all right, well, if it's the new time is nine to five, then I need to make sure that I'm efficient in those hours and it is what it is, right? So 
I think you can be flexible and know that it's not forever. Yes. And although you have to be stubborn to an to a extent, you have to work with what you have and try not to fight a lot of the stuff that's going on and just try to embrace it and try to work be flexible enough to work what you need to do within it. Right. And I found that even more so now with two kids, knowing that it's not going to be perfect and it'll probably get easier. But now the timing is going to be tricky. So you got to at least try to go with the flow and be very vocal with clients about like, hey, listen, after five, it's very difficult for me to get out, um, but I can work in these hours. And when I'm in these hours, I'm available. Mm-hmm. Right. So like giving a solution. But that's been something where I wanted to be so stubborn. Be like, no, I'm working out this time. This is when I like it. This is when I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Versus the reality is I can't. So yeah. you have to adjust. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you're like me, you struggle. And I'm just talking to, I'm not just talking to Mike. I'm talking to the, the listener here. Um, if you're in debate mode of like, you know, is this the right time to take this leap or, or is this the right time for whatever it is that you're trying to do? I'm a big debater in my head, right? And I, I go back and forth with all the scenarios. I draw them all up. And what that does, it actually like just prolongs the process for me to get started. But a way that um, I've identified that helps me is looking at the factors that are around you, right? You do have like your, uh, I'm sorry, not factors, your resources, and you have like your internal resources, which are basically like your skills. Um, and then you have your external resources, the things that are available to you. So like, you know, if you're starting a business, you should probably, ha- you know, have an internal skill set of, you know, creativity, uh, the willpower behind it, um, you know, being able to show discipline when you don't want to show discipline. You know, are you a consistent human being? The external factors you need to look at are like, yeah, well, how, how's the market? Is financing available to you if you're trying to start this business? You know, like what is going on around you? Um, so being able to look at the actual resources of both inside you and the outside world have made it much easier for me to say, okay, I can take this leap. Because if those things are all against you and like you're trying to do something that you don't have any idea doing, cool. That's like a little project that you're going to start, but that's not the right time to be starting a full blown business in that career or field, right? Yeah, you got to look back to your history, not that history <clears throat> predicts your future, but you right. can at least go back to it and say, all right, well, I'm comfortable doing this because I've generated my own leads in the past. So mm-hmm. I know I just got to do more of that. Right. So I agree with that. Um, and then and re- resource can be people too. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, 100%. I, something I looked at was resource-wise in the external, when I had like a really tough question and there was something like really critical in the deal, who did I call? In the past, it was my boss, right? Because he was my resource. Then it started to shift to colleagues and my attorney I use all the time. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I thought to myself, in worst case scenarios, I'm not even looking back to my company anymore. I have my external crew that I can look to that aren't affiliated. Right. So by making this move, yes, there are people there that I can find it, confide in. But if you took them away, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, I didn't have that. Right. I didn't That's have big. that network. So yep. like, I think network, and I'm still trying to grow a network. I'm not there yet. But when you have a network, you have a little more confidence and you'll be able to figure stuff out apart from whatever you're leaving. Yeah. Um, and then the social media world, like you know, finding, finding the right timing for that, I think there's a lot to do with the trends. Right. Like you have to trend with what is going on. And social media is actually I think it's an easier form because the trends are there for you. Right. Like, you know, yes, it's one thing to put something out on Instagram, but it's also another thing to go behind the scenes in Instagram and like, you know, add the music that's trending online or, you know, going on TikTok and doing certain things like for us in in terms of the podcast. Instagram has been king, but there's a lot of a lot of businesses that pop off of, you know, TikTok and the other outlets. And then also we're in a space now that we are involved in everything to where if one dies, we still have all of our audio platforms. You know what I mean? So, you know, not putting all your eggs into one little trend, but looking at the bigger scope of like any potential trend that can come your way. And the momentum, you do that well. Well, I think momentum uh, goes hand in hand. So, and I'm very um, license or listing geared right now. But the reason I think about this way is like when you sell something, your timing is limited, but you're able to hit that community back up and then point to a previous success. So, for example, 
we sold or I sold four multifamilies in this area of Coscob. And I pulled a stat and I said, in the last two years and the timing I've been involved in your market, I've sold 20% more on a price per square foot and in half the time. So that's effective if you have the recency of something to point to. Mm-hmm. So like I challenge people to look at an achievement and think how you can leverage that with some recent timing to get to your next opportunity, right? Like with no snooze and you know we do these uh, um, challenges. So like in my head, I'm like, all right, I have this challenge. I've made a lot of progress. It's going to be crucial to try to roll into another one, another mm-hmm. challenge. Because the timing's in my favor. I have things to look back to that are recent that I can pull from and then gain confidence to get to the next thing, you know? Hell yeah. I love it. My boy Hermosi, which I've been following religiously lately. He's a big dude, huh? He said, if you want to be billionaires think, you can find people's success and their ability to turn results from decades to days. He's like, speed is everything. And timing is like timing things, but- Timing is also speed. You know, the way you can turn mm-hmm. things around quick and keep the momentum that if you go have a great conversation with someone and you don't have lunch with them for another week, yep. timing shot. Right. Right. You have a great convo. You got to get them in next day. And then, right away. Like you did to me. Right. You talked about the podcast. And then I said, yeah, well, you know, let's put up an Instagram, see if you did it immediately. <laughs> Then the next day, you got a meeting with uh, Claudio, and you met with... So, like, that is something people don't think about. Right. People think you can, like, have these conversations over months. That's a very good point. Yeah, and I I mean, I wouldn't think about it. I I guess I... I was very strategic about what I was doing, obviously, but yeah, my. Um, but you don't you don't procrastinate either when you. It's say urgency. You, yeah, there's right. urgency. Urgency. Yes. You got to go to the next thing. Yes. And that's really the only difference between getting stuff done and not no, getting stuff done. Correct. I feel like I a swear to God, times. I agree with that 100%. And I think everybody has this little thing in them, I swear, um, that like really tells you to go do something. Do it, do it, do it, right, right? You have that little voice. But then for whatever reason, you have that safety factor that like just, it, it just deters you. And then you find every every other thing to be not negative about, but to like put you in the opposite direction of what that good voice is trying to tell you. Well, right? the, yeah, the, the, and that still happens to me. I, yeah, it happens, to happens you, all the time, right? And that's but, but that's good for people to hear because yeah. here we are. We do things, right? You continuously do things, and honestly, I I just try to make progress. I mean, every day is not a win, but in one facet of my life, I'm making progress, regardless if it's just a workout for the day, right? Like I've made progress on that day. So when you start to identify those things, and you're just able to continue to take action, even when you don't want to, that's the separator of everything in life. And the action gets rid of the doubt because like when you're taking the action, you don't have time to doubt yourself and the doubt builds. And I feel like doubt is kind of like a wall. And the less you do, the more doubt builds up. And then the harder Mm -hmm. it is to get over the wall to start it again. Got to shout out Dana. She wanted to do something and have a conversation with her company because, you know, she's just trying to touch base with them. And, you know, she's like, when should I go? I'm like, as soon as you can, because the longer you put it off and to her credit, sent the email, went the next day. But even like I see it in her that when she does stuff quickly, like myself, it doesn't fall the wayside and he actually gets done. Yes. Um, what Mike's not telling you is Dana's starting a new company. Dana, Dana Pirelli, Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate. That's so funny. Um, no, man, I love this. This was a uh, nice, tight, jam-packed uh, episode full of value. All over the place. Uh, but and you got anything else on this? Right one? now would be a great time to go to nosnewshop.com, get your gear. Hoodie I know season. Hoodie season, sweatsuit season. Yes. What's absolutely. a what's a turn turnaround time on deliveries? Do we know? Uh, should, I get, should I call them like, and say what's going on? Seven a couple days. weeks? No, seven no. days? Yeah, seven days. Seven days sounds yeah. good. I mean if you pay more, then it comes quicker. Then yeah. Mike if you send, Mike has the little elves that run to the uh, mailbox and they send ship directly really quick. to Dave the cash, <laughs> yeah. it comes quicker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, so then this will bring us to uh my favorite section, Dave's Dime of the week dimes 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 uh <laughs> so this one's this one's uh it's kind of all over the place because i feel like timing is just a tough topic vague like, it, it, it's so like open-ended because it's like some people say timing is everything some people say timing is nothing yeah right some people are like well we it's said action both based. we said both in this but here's one thing that is an absolute fact by the great dr martin luther king it is always the right time to do 
the right thing. So regardless of anything else that's going on in your life, there's no wrong time to do what you know is right. Right. So it's not about the risk factor in terms of timing for this quote specifically, but there's never a bad time to be a little bit more kind to the person that's next to you or to be a little bit nicer to your podcast host and not make fun of him because he's got small calves. All right. It's me. <laughs> so we don't believe in timing anymore. I agree. Right. No, you get what I'm saying? So and, and I know the the process of what Mike and I were just talking about is very specific if you're trying to take a, a risk and you're looking for timing. Hopefully you can find some pointers. But in the grand scheme of things, like if we were all just freaking good people to one another, right? Everything else starts to to fall in line. Like for you to be a good businessman, what do you got to be? You got to have really good relationships with people. You got to be nice to people, right? So even when you're a little lost in your thoughts, don't really look at the timing of things. Just do the next thing that you know is right. Right? That makes sense? Make yourself, make make good timing. Oh, wow. That was a quote and a half. <laughs> I don't even know what to do it. Make yourself make good timing. I like make that. Make yourself make it timing. Beautiful. CV, you got anything for us, my brother? Oh, that means he that looks we, good. We let him there, go. I don't know. Good. We let him go. We let him go on this one. He's gonna do the challenge. I'm benching four honey. That's your best. Thing. You're benching four hundred. He's eating thirty. What are you pizzas benching? Eight hundred in thirty days. I'm going for yeah. What 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 is my challenge? I, don't I think know. you should squat eight hundred. Squat eight hundred. No, I'll die. Um, but listen, guys, we thank you. We appreciate all the support. Like, subscribe. Go grab a, a hoodie or two or seven. Um, you know, to go right to uh, Mike's new business endeavor. And um, I literally have just no new stuff. Uh, I'm going to have Mike Perlman real estate stuff. I literally just wear my own brand. <laughs> That's it. I mean, why buy Nike when you could buy no snooze? You know what I'm saying? Why buy Nike when you could buy Mikey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. We'll close on that. Listen, until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after <laughs> it. Funny. Worry about your timing. <laughs> That's another Effie in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze. Come on. Come on. If you want to inquire about potential sponsorship and or collaboration, reach out to us at nosnoozepodcast at gmail.com or message our Instagram page, which is at no snooze podcast.